0: Hello and welcome to The Walk Family Podcast, a show where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you. The mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids, from the newborn to the rebellious teenager. Our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. I am your host, Tony Smith, and we are officially halfway through The Parental Proverbs series. It has been a good journey of learning so far and I hope that you are finding value in the Proverbs thus far as well. So today's topic focuses on adultery and how we can prepare or at least make awareness of adultery to our kids. So that's what the episode is titled, Warning Against Adultery. So the author is specifically talking to young men But there can be a lot taken from this passage for young ladies as well. And there's two words that we're going to focus on. I'm going to dive deep into both of those words. And those words are discretion and intoxication. Two words that, on a deeper level, can provide us wisdom and help us fight against adultery. Not the adultery of others, per se, but that slippery slope that is when we are faced with the temptation of adultery. And what else is interesting is, I know that this is a parenting podcast, but this also applies to husbands and wives in the marriage relationship as well. And just because you're married and have children and have a relationship with Christ does not make you simply immune To adultery. So, this is for the marriage relationship as well as the parent child relationship. So, my prayer is that this message applies to parents as well as kids that are newly married or are thinking about marriage and the dangers of adultery, along with what God's word says in Proverbs chapter 5. My son, pay attention to my wisdom, turn your ear to my words of insight, that you may maintain discretion, and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to one who is cruel." Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil, enrich the house of another. At the end of your life you will groan. When your flesh and body are spent, you will say how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ear to my instructors. And I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Drink water from your own cistern. "'Running water from your own well. "'Should your springs overflow in the streets, "'your streams of water in the public squares, "'let them be yours alone, "'never to be shared with strangers. "'May your fountain be blessed, "'and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. "'A loving doe, a graceful deer, "'may her breasts satisfy you always, "'may you ever be intoxicated with her love. "'Why, my son?' Be intoxicated with another man's wife. Why embrace the bosom of the wayward woman? For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them, the cords of their sins hold them fast. For lack of discipline, they will die led astray by their own great folly. That first word found in verse 2 is discretion. It means the freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. In Proverbs chapter 5, the father is teaching his son by first giving him a warning about adultery and the danger it brings. He opens up with the hope that his son would listen. Not simply to avoid consequences of adultery, but so that the consequences don't take away His discretion and knowledge. You know, discretion is, in this context, it's such an interesting word. So when I think about discretion, I often think of a TV show that pops up. And before they start, they have that slide that says, Viewer discretion is advised. And, you know, it it pops up right as the show is starting. And it it shows, it, it pops up as like a warning or a precaution. That there may be some triggers or inappropriate content such as gore or violence or sex. You know, content that kids really shouldn't watch. That's what I think of when I hear the word discretion. It means to use caution, to have prudence, to have thoughtfulness or consideration, watchfulness, you know, mature judgment. Having discretion is wise when making decisions and navigating the world that is plagued with sin. And the father here encourages his son to focus on what he is saying so that he, the son, keeps his discretion and knowledge. Now, I think the scriptures here offer more than just that. And what I find even more interesting about this word is that discretion is all about decision-making with wisdom and cautiousness. But the warning the father gives has a word just Before discretion. And that word is maintain. The warning is about maintaining or keeping discretion. That the ability to lose your discretion comes with falling into or pursuing adultery. So I'm going to give an illustration here. So first, falling into adultery, potentially, and more often than not, warps the mind, making one believe that what is occurring is okay. Adulterer's mental capacity to know the difference between wisdom and foolishness becomes blurred or skewed. Now, don't get me wrong. That does not justify the actions like adultery is wrong outright. But it does become a slippery slope because the adulterous woman is attractive, with attractive qualities, and is filled with false promises, there becomes this desirability only to be left with pain and sorrow. And the father here illuminates what happens as a consequence if you walk down that path. My second illustration is, is arguably more terrifying than, than the first one. So discretion is not only the ability To distinguish between wisdom and foolishness, but the freedom to choose one or the other in light of choosing wisdom through caution and prudence. So I cannot tell if the ability to choose is hindered by the mind, such as what I described first, or if it's the external forces that prevent the choice to be made, like the legalities or other relationships or your reputation, Basically, what I'm trying to say is that pursuing adultery is foolish in and of itself. It's wrong. It's sinful. But if you walk down that road, you not only lose your integrity and your trust and your reputation, but also the freedom to choose wisdom, even if you want to. And this could very well be due to the illusion that your mind portrays, right? It's that mental defeat. But it could also be that people prevent you from choosing wisdom moving forward. This is a classic example of you, you dug yourself a hole and you can't dig out of it. And the loss of discretion could very well be a combination of both of those examples that I mentioned above. But the point is, is adhering to the Father's wisdom, what he's saying, and taking caution and listening to his warnings and understanding The future consequences, if you go down this road, if you listen to the Father, you will maintain your ability to choose wisdom, fighting and winning against both the internal and the external forces. The second word that can help us fight against adultery is this word intoxication. This is found in verse 19b. It says, may you ever... Be intoxicated with her love. And he's not talking about the adulteress here. He's talking about the son's wife or his future wife. And I really like the word intoxicated. You know, in daily life, it's used almost always in a negative sense. Right? Intoxicated. We're poisoned. Right? Whether it's by what we eat, you know, we get food poisoning or alcohol or drugs, like it's always intoxication, intoxicated is always used to describe or diagnose something negative against the body. But not here. It's used actually as a positive. And there are both physical and mental aspects of intoxication. You have consumed enough substance that your mood and physical and mental state have changed. Oftentimes, considerably and noticeably by others. The drug intoxicating you in this verse is the love you receive from your wife. So, yes, I am talking to dads specifically here, but I believe that there is so much in this concept, right? Both good and bad, and I want to make you all aware of it. First of all, it can so easily be intoxicating to receive what appears to be love, rather a, a false sense of love, from somebody else. You know, a woman flirts with a man that is not her husband. A man gives attention to a woman that is not his wife. This newness can send a surge of hormones rushing through your body, an endorphin-rich blend of affection, shown or even falsely perceived through mixed signals right if i misread a if i misread flirtatiousness then i can become intoxicated not just with a lie but a fantasy something that's not even real something that doesn't exist and we see this in the porn industry right this false sense of affection from people on a screen that sends waves of hormones flooding through every bit of you and the temptation is very real the temptation of adultery is very real and it can become truly intoxicating that's why we have to guard ourselves and listen to wisdom here however if we are continuously intoxicated by the love of our spouse the desire for other drugs other intoxicating things begin to vanish Now, I don't want to make light of men and dads that struggle with pornography. I have had that struggle many, many years ago. Even though I have experienced victory over it, that temptation still pops up. And that temptation is still very real. But I am saying that being intoxicated by the love of your spouse replaces the desire for intoxication from anything else. Though it does not happen instantly. There is a level of discipline that comes with fighting against temptations of all kinds. And to place a fine point on it, right, a further point, a next point is being intoxicated by the love of Christ. You see, the love you receive from any human, no matter how remarkable, is going to be limited. Because we are human. We're not eternal. We're finite beings. We have a glass that has the ability to run dry from time to time. But the glass of love from Jesus never runs dry. The intoxicating love I receive from Laura stems from the intoxication we get from Jesus. Without him, in my life and Laura's life, the love we receive and willingly give won't be intoxicating. It might feel like it for a short period of time, but it's limited. It won't last. There is something rich that God does in marriage relationships when he is at the core of that marriage. Something that is truly beyond describing and experiencing, but it is powerful and it is real. Back in verse 19, it says, May you be, may you be intoxicated with her love. Men, pursue your wife. Treasure her as an honorable, trustworthy groom and be intoxicated by the love that she gives in return. Do this on a daily basis. To be completely consumed by the love of your spouse, the desire for others will begin to diminish. The fantasies, the lustful thoughts, they get minimized and you begin to recognize and see that lies that come from an adulteress or an adulterer Be so consumed by the love of your spouse that the desire to look or think about anyone else burns to ashes. On a side note, I also found this incredibly interesting. So in the state of Michigan, actually, so there are 16 states that have this law, but 16 states in the U.S. still consider adultery as a crime. Michigan, adultery is actually punishable for up to four years in prison and a $5,000 fine or something like that. It's interesting to me because in a society where adultery is probably a lot more common than it used to be, even, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, it's still considered illegal in about one-third of the country. But looking deeper into it, due to other laws and statutes, it is actually very difficult to get sentenced for adultery nowadays. But I did think it was interesting nonetheless. Anyways, so the two words are discretion and intoxication. So I hope that you took something from this discussion and maybe have a deeper understanding about, at the very least, those two words, right? And I pray that this discussion will lead to perhaps maybe a conversation with your spouse or when your kids are mature enough, maybe you could have a conversation with them, especially if they're approaching marriage or maybe they're engaged or thinking about being engaged just having a conversation about the topic of adultery. Or maybe you have an an adult child who is experiencing the pain of their spouse committing adultery. Or maybe you have a child that has committed adultery. Or maybe you feel as though you have fallen out of love with your spouse and your mind is plagued with fantasies of others. Whatever your circumstances may be, I encourage you to cling to God's wisdom in Proverbs chapter 5. There's also a really great book out there for marriage. I'm going to drop a link in the description so that you can check it out. It is called The Marriage Knot, K-N-O-T, Knot, The Marriage Knot. It's written by a couple uh, named Ron and Jody Zapia. I got to uh, meet them and hear them speak at a conference a few years ago, and they're just a a wonderfully godly couple who were truly on the brink of divorce from a world of problems like adultery but god intervened and their lives have been drastically changed so i'd encourage you to check out their book it's called the marriage not you can also reach out to ron and jody at Zapia ministries if you have questions or concerns or something that you just want to get on get off your heart anyways thanks for tuning in and i'll see you all in the next episode be blessed that's all for today items links and show notes can be found in the description of wherever you listen to podcasts we want to say thank you to pixabay music and all of you that are listening to our show we appreciate all of your support and thanks again